Faith in Christ Jesus, number nine. Glory to God. 2 Corinthians 13, 5. Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you are disqualified or you fail the test, as uh, some of the other translations uh, say. 2 Timothy 2.19 says, The Lord knows those that are His. Let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from evil. So are we failing or are we passing the test? <laughs> I'd rather pass the test than examine myself uh, to see whether I'm in the faith, and I'd rather test myself. I'd rather not come to a place where I have to be judged by God. And some people seem to have the idea that, oh, if you're in Christ, you could never be judged by God because Jesus took all your judgment. Well, they just don't know the Bible. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, when it talks about the table of the Lord, the Lord's Supper, and you can go ahead and read it, beginning in verse uh, 23. And I'm not going to read all of this portion of Scripture, but the Bible is very clear, and it says in verse 28, Let a man examine himself, woman too, <laughs> and let them eat the bread and drink the cup. He who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself. Now, you better get this straight. If you don't understand that uh, Jesus' blood was shed for you and you don't go running to the blood and get cleansing from unrighteousness, you know, 1 John 1, 9 says, uh, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Then uh, if you don't do that, then, then, you know, judgment will come because the wages of sin is still death. And you don't want to be caught in that. You don't want to eat of the bread unworthily. And you don't want to drink of the cup that represents uh, his blood, the covenant in his blood. You don't want to do that in an unworthy manner. And you don't want to eat and drink judgment to yourself. And he says, not discerning the Lord's body. And there's a lot that goes into that because uh, some people don't discern the Lord's body. They don't understand that uh, uh, your body is a part of the body of Christ. And if I had time, I'd show that to you. And that your body is not meant for fornication. Uh, we're, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, it's not meant for fornication. It's meant for the Lord. And when people practice sin with their bodies, um, different kinds of sin, then what happens is that they join themselves and, and are really partaking of the, of, the, of the cup of demons instead of the cup of the Lord, and they, and they don't uh, discern the body of the Lord. Now, this is just part of it. Uh, I could get into a lot of things here, but watch what he says in verse 29. And I'm going to read verse 29 and 30 and 31. You need to get this. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 11. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason many are, are weak and sick and many sleep. And if you'll uh, look at other translations, it's talking about the sleep of dying young. For if we would judge ourselves, verse 31, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we're chastened by the Lord that we may not be condemned with the world. Now, folks, 
Don't let anybody tell you that if you don't judge yourself, well, you just won't be judged because uh, His grace is sufficient. That's a lie. His grace is sufficient, but not in the sense that now because of His grace, you can just go ahead and live any way you want to and sin any way you want to and get away with it. No, that's why Paul here says in 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 5, he says, examine yourselves and test yourself. Find out if you're in the face or you're not disqualified from having Christ Jesus in you. <clears throat> and if you go back into the, the, the 12th chapter, verse 21, you'll find out that he's talking about committing sin and not repenting <clears throat> of immorality or uncleanness, fornication, sexual immorality, uh, lewdness, which is also promiscuity or uh, licentiousness. And he talks about people that have practiced these things. Now, we don't want to be in these, these categories, folks. We want to be out of this. And we want to cleanse ourselves from all unrighteousness. Second uh, uh, Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 1 talks about Therefore, having the prom these promises, beloved, let's just go on and live any way we want to. No, that's not what he says. He says, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Now, that's 2 Corinthians 7 and verse 1. These are the things that we must do. Amen. Now, we talked about how uh, the Apostle Paul taught Felix uh, in Acts chapter 24, verse 24 and 25, concerning the faith in Christ. He said here, examine yourselves whether you are in the faith. Well, Paul talks about this faith in Christ, and he, uh, when he begins to teach about it, he, verse 25 says, Now as he reasoned about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix was afraid. Now, we've talked all the way around this in many different ways, but righteousness, self-control, and judgment to come is what Paul understood as the faith in Christ. And we've talked about this over and over again. Uh, we looked at righteousness. Uh, we looked at uh, uh, all of these different things. I'm looking here at my notes because I believe the Lord would have me uh, talk today about self-control. And I want to get down uh, to this because we did look at righteousness and about the fact that we have to live in righteousness and do what's right according to God's holy moral commandments. And you can go back and listen to it, especially uh, on, on uh, uh, the podcast at uh, number eight that was just before this one. This is number nine, but number eight, I talked quite a bit about that. And you can go back and, and listen to it. And, and I will come back and talk some more about that because there's a lot more that can be said uh, in that. But I want to talk today about self-control. What does this mean? There's a lot of scriptures that talk about this. Dear Lord, I mean, they're all over the New Testament. But self-control means self-restraint. It means temperance. It means to control one's passions, one's desires. And, you know, overeating can be one of those desires. And, uh, uh, yes, even sexual impulses. It means not to control others, but to control yourself according to God's word and commandments, you know, his requirements. Uh, since I said that about overeating, I'm going to 
read that scripture in Luke chapter 21 uh, and verse uh, 34. Uh, and um, I, I know this, this can be really uh, difficult for some people to hear, especially if you're struggling with, with obesity. And there's some things that you can do, uh, you know, naturally. You know, doctors can help and uh, diet can help. And uh, just changing your whole, the way you eat can really help. Uh, doing some exercise and things like that. And I, 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 I believe all those things are important. But the main thing that's important is you uh, commanding obedience out of your body. Amen. This is a part of what Paul taught uh, Felix, that it means to have faith in Christ. And uh, Luke chapter 21, verse 34, Jesus talks about this. And he says, Take heed to yourselves, lest, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life. And, um, uh, and that that day come upon you unexpectedly. Now, I was, your hearts be weighed down. I don't have the other translation here, but you'll see that, that um, uh, you'll find out that your heart can be weighed down by certain things. There's another scripture I was looking for. <clears throat> Well, that scripture in, in uh, Luke chapter 21 and verse 34 uh, doesn't mention overeating, but it does talk about things that people do that uh, show a lack of self-control. Now, actually, the scripture that I had running through my mind was, was uh, or in the background of my thinking, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 27, when Paul says, actually, I'm going to read from verse 24. Uh, do you not know that those that run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate. And now, now, now that's that same word that's translated self-control over there in Acts chapter 24 and verse 25. And it's the same word that's translated uh, self-control in different places in the New Testament or temperate, temperance. Uh, and and uh, if you compete, or if you've ever been in any kind of competition, you know self-control is an important part of uh, competitive sports. Uh, I mean, if you're any good, uh, you're going to have to watch what you eat. You're going to have to do some exercise. You're going to have to uh, do a number of things. Uh, everyone that competes knows that. Uh, I competed a little bit, not a whole lot, but just a little bit in Taekwondo, and, and, uh, and I've been uh, in martial arts for many, many years since I was a kid, and, uh, and then also I had my own school, and I helped uh, uh, the, the Olympic coach of the women's Taekwondo team uh, for a little bit. I, I wasn't in an official capacity, but I did help. And uh, that's what he called me to the <laughs> Olympic Committee, that I was assistant coach. But uh, really, there was no official uh, commitment. It's just that uh, I was helping train, and I trained with the Olympic team, uh, uh, Puerto Rico, uh, both uh, male and female. And um, so I did, I did some help in that area. 
But uh, what I'm trying to say is that I understand uh, self-control in competition. And I saw these uh, competitors that were going for uh, to the Olympics. Man, I saw them really tighten down in what they ate, what they drank, when they slept, when they got up, uh, how they exercised, all of that. Temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, Paul goes on to say. But we for an imperishable crown. Therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one that beats the air. Now watch verse 27. Here's the key. I discipline my body and bring it in the subjection. Lest when I have preached to other, I myself should become disqualified. Now this word, disqualified, you remember that word? From 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 13 and verse, five, and verse 5. Test yourselves. Don't you know that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you are disqualified. So now you see uh, that you can be disqualified by just allowing your body to have control of your life. Instead of you controlling it, it controlling you. Amen. Uh, you have to sometimes harshly discipline it. Sometimes you got to make it fast some food. Uh, sometimes you have to um, say, no, no, you don't. You won't do that. You're not going to think that way. You're not going to act that way. And it's not always easy, but it can be done. You have the Spirit of God. You have the Word of God. Uh, you can do it. You have the commandments of God, and you can force the issue. Amen. Some people think, oh, but, you know, a man has needs. And then a, a woman has needs. Well, Paul taught that the body is not for sexual immorality. And uh, 1 Corinthians 16, 13, and also 1 Corinthians 6, uh, excuse me, 1 Corinthians 6, verse 13, and also verse 18. He said, the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord. And then he said, so flee fornication or flee sexual immorality. And that's important that you get this. You got to flee from it. You got to run from it. Uh, don't be around it. Get away from it. Amen. Uh, Galatians 5.23. What does it say? Well, let's read it. Galatians 5.23. Now, this is all about self-control. 5.23 talks about Against such there is no law. Well, let me go back to verse 20, 22. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Did you see that? Self-control. Against such there is no law. Amen. So you've got to dominate your body's unruly desires. And frankly, the Holy Spirit's not going to do it all for you. He requires your participation. Now, you remember Ephesians chapter 6? It's God's armor, but he tells us that we have to put it on. God's not going to put the armor on you for you. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22 and 24. We are to put off the old man and put on the new man. God will not do that for you. He'll empower you. He'll help you, but you've got to start moving in that direction. 
Romans chapter 13, verses 12 through 14. We cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. And we put on the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Oh, oh, brother, I, I, I just couldn't help it. That is a, a lie. It is a ball-faced lie. Yes, you could have helped it. You could have said no. You didn't submit to God, and you didn't resist the devil, because the Bible says if you submit to God and resist the devil, the devil will flee. Amen. So, uh, again, this word, when he says I, that I myself should be, he said, I bring my body into subjection. I discipline it, because I don't want to be one that is preached to others, and I myself should be disqualified. That's the same Greek word, adokimos, that's translated fail the test or disqualified in 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 5. Amen. We'll come back with some more teaching from God's Word.